So the reason you can't get brain tingles is because you can't get brain freezes. There's a kryptonite to your Supergirl. Do you think that that's true? There's no science behind that. Nah, I made it up. This is pioneering research. Listen, if you can't have the bad, then you can't have (laughs) the tingles. It's not fair, really, because I have tried ASMR. This is the first time that it's tipped back in the balance of fairness. All those... (laughs) All of those ice cream addicts. You know what I think it is? I just don't eat ice cream like a barbarian, you know? Like, I just <laughs> eat it slowly. Like, I, I, like, warm it up in my mouth before I, like, not shove fair. it down my throat. Same with a, slushies. I had a Luigi's Lemon Ice the other day. First bite. First bite. I was just <laughs> tipping my toe in the water. And I sure? ate it. And it was like... God punished me for it. Like, no. Are you sure you're not just putting the spoon clear back down to your uvula and you're like, oh, that hurts, actually? Well, how do you do I it? just wonder if that's what's happening. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think differently. I think uh, differently. Yeah. Differently Are you supposed than, to retch uh, after ice cream? I can't remember. I'm no, getting better. I mean, who's to say it? You enjoy it mm. how you enjoy it. Thank you. Don't judge me. How's it going at the end of the world? I think that they're... We're, I was promised more devils with pitchforks, so I think yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's pretty lame. Yeah, I can still drink my coffee and watch the world burn from my YouTubes, so it's yeah. comfy. Yeah. What about you? It's been a, it's been an interesting year, hasn't it? Um, it <laughs> it's is. been a while since since Kelly and I sat down and recorded anything, um, and a lot has happened. I'm Kelly. I'm Ken. Hey. The introductions. Uh, you remember us. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, everything's fine, but it's also, I mean, this is what purgatory feels like, probably, right? It's like, you know of all the stuff that you could do outside, but you can't do it. In fact, you even see other people doing it outside, and you think, yeah, but I can't. I know. (laughs) It's weird. And we probably have a little bit of different experiences because you're in a larger city, metropolis and i'm in a smaller one and so people here have already treated it they're like phase three reopening everything's fine like i it's oh see that's the difference my guy's got five phases oh so we're catching up yeah we're also in phase three it's just that phase three is you know still kind of like end of the world scenario Mm -hmm. but we'll get there we'll get there um i actually we we did go to some trails because it was gorgeous outside today and it was monday it was nice to be outside because i think next week it, it it's summer we missed spring almost entirely oh that's sad so yeah yeah that's and we good. actually had to bug out a little early because it got hot but we had a picnic it was nice well that's really great i mean to say a little bit about why your monday schedule allows for you to go gallivanting around the countryside <laughs> yeah well um uh, currently, uh, my my place of business has uh, COVID nineteen protocols in place to try and you know continue to practice social distancing. We've basically split our shift up into four parts. Um, you know, it, it, there's a there's a day and a night shift now, and there's also an on and an off shift, like where you, whether or not you're working from home, and and that's a simplified way of, of thinking about things. But on Monday, uh, on Monday I work from home, so. So today, oh. uh, I didn't have to didn't have to uh, 
I guess it wouldn't have mattered because I, you know, I also go into work. Then I think I'm going to incriminate myself if we go. Yeah, into this you're too much. you're outing yourself like you didn't work from. I'm taking a phone call at work right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm very busy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But because I start, I don't start until the afternoons. We had the morning off anyway. Wait, do you really? You have to go in tonight. Uh, I've already been in once. Oh. Uh, I I can work the rest of my my shift off t- today, but um, it was Yay. a weird day today. Somebody somebody needed something, and, and then I was able to turn around pretty fast. Okay. But normally, yeah, normally Mondays are at home. That's which weird, you know. Is nice. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't for get sure. a lot done. Uh, no. I'll put that out there. Nobody gets anything done when they're working at home. I don't care what you say. It's a racket. Yeah. Well, I mean, listeners might remember that I uh, I do the therapy, and uh, our whole world has been topsy turvy, and everybody's been doing teletherapy. Mm-hmm. So work, I work from home too. But uh, slowly, we've been revisiting like some office therapy so actually today was my first day back in the office i saw a couple clients yeah it's gonna be a slow steady thing but a a lot of people are still doing teletherapy which is working out back in the office for the first time do you remember where you park and stuff uh i do it's a small space i i've been there once a week to like water my plants and touch the walls longingly you know like just remembering (laughs) um no i it's it's it was a big adjustment i think at first but only because it's so nice to be at home like and i am so good at like just being like hey this is my relaxing space and so then i'm like oh my alarm's going off in five minutes i gotta go do therapy so i pop over into the office so at first it was hard to like switch back and forth because usually i have a commute into my office where i can kind of get in my headspace and be like all right time to be professional and like get ready um but no this is just like i'm playing with my little girl (laughs) or watching youtube and i'm like oh okay like i gotta go in and get really you know i've only been doing the front part of my hair and just wearing the shirt you know like yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's It's... great (laughs) uh i have all i have all these friends that are like my hair is it's just it's awful I can't, <laughs> I can't go outside. I need stylus so bad. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like the meme. I'm like, you, you don't have to worry about haircut if you don't yeah. have any hair. Uh, I've been, I've been just buzzing my own for the last two months and it seems to work out okay. I don't God. understand what everyone's complaining about. Mm. Yeah. I, I think that's been, it has been on you the You look forefront. nice. I can see I you. I do. Yeah. Thank you. It's, I it's like I said, I had to go, I had to go into the office today, so I had to put in some effort, man. I oh, was like, okay, cool. okay, I gotta brush my teeth. Okay, I gotta put on <laughs> an actual outfit, matching shoes. Sure, yeah, yeah. I had had to look put together. Uh, uh, the the baby, uh, la 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 baba, baby. Okay, no, baby. don't even try. I nope. uh, is is asleep, La Nina. Asleep, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's good. This is good. my only time to be an adult. And well, I saw I saw a Facebook pic of of your kid today, and um, they're basically driving. Like I hadn't seen one yeah. in a while, but it's incredible how much she has sprouted. Yeah, it is pretty incredible. I guess this was a, like a fun month for milestones, like nine months. So she's like clapping and uh, waving and crawling, you know, and all of those are really big in their own. Right, but the waving has been by far the most fun because, like, we she waves at uh, dogs, she waves at others, like strangers, at trees. Like, she's just really excited about it. Some of us and don't she... grow out of that. Yeah, right. 
Uh, and I, crawling's exciting too, but it brings with it its own set of challenges. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was a lot of emoting in the picture, and I, I just thought that was really neat. I was like, oh my gosh, this person, this little tiny person is so full of personality. It's weird. It's crazy. And you had a baby last time, and now you have, like, I don't know, a citizen. I don't, yeah, I don't think that I had a baby the last time we did an Echo Chamber podcast. So, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you've probably been afforded a lot of family time recently. How how has that changed things? Like, has that been different? Well, the topsy turvy it really has been a nice experience to to like get to see my children during the waking hours. I mean, beforehand, I would get them breakfast and I would drop them off at school, and then like, you know, and someone like else raises them. Forty five right? minute window when I got back, and then it was right. bedtime. So uh, we get to spend you know through through lunch together. Tom still takes naps, but like I don't leave until he's almost finished with his nap. So we we do a lot of a lot of stuff together. Um, I feel like I'm really getting to know him. <laughs> no, it's it's been nice. It has been really nice. And and going back, that that will be something I miss. But that'll be about it. Um, <laughs> I I don't like working till midnight. Uh, no, yeah. Or or even or even they're close abouts. I take off all the time. Like I'm I'm spending vacation time so that I don't necessarily have to make it to the following morning some nights because that is my work shift. But you know, when does um, it go back for you? We don't know yet. Yeah, it, it's it's being discussed. I'm, I just, you know, I just wash dishes and stuff. I'm not really at in home? charge. <laughs> no, at work. Oh, at work. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah I, I do other things, but not a lot. <laughs> How has morale been okay at your workspace? Ooh, I feel like I'm going to get burned on this. I think that they're doing a stellar job at <gasps> making it work, especially the folks that I interact with the most, which is on this B night shift. They're the ones that I get to talk to in person. And, um, and I, you know, I don't think anyone... Maybe one, uh, but but I don't think most of them are like this is for me. This is what I like to do. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, and when you know when when people were more or less forced into that scenario, they didn't know how long they were going to be onto it. I don't think anyone expected that it would be quite this long at the time we made those decisions. So mm-hmm. they're soldiers. I mean, they they really. I can think of a couple of people that I'm afraid to shout out to because it can only incriminate them. But they're amazing. And and they've been great. Um, the work keeps getting done. You know, we we continue. Crime, to try crime and is help. still being well, solved. Crime's still still happening. So yeah, we we're not running out of work by any means. Well, that's yeah. yeah. Good job, uh, crime fighters. How about you? I'm I'm sure Shout you have out. no shortage of of uh, people that could use your aid. Yeah, you know, I think there was it goes in waves. You know, there was like a big like drop off as everybody kind of panicked and was just like hoarding their toilet paper in their houses and we're like no no I'm good on therapy oh, really? uh, and then yeah and then it, I, I wouldn't you know, have thought it, that I thought it waved back and people were like I'm really ready for therapy <laughs> well, it turns out yeah I could actually use some help yeah. well change is kind of hard you know when you go from uh weekly office visits to being like well I don't want to do this technology thing like it's not the same and it I see yeah ages mm-hmm. of clients it's hard you know when you have a six-year-old it's kind of hard to get them to engage for 50 no minutes kidding. you know um <laughs> yeah we had know? teachers try that so, uh with limited yeah. success yeah yeah it's it's hard but uh I think and so we just adapt to it you know takes what three months of new behavior change for it to become like a habit and so like that happened and now we're like oh and we're now we're going back so um it's just been waves of things yeah we've had a couple uh intakes for like covid related anxiety and um transitional stuff um 
but I it pretty much is just business as usual. Recently, there's been a sharp uptick of intakes, I think, as things kind of spiral back to uh, some semblance of normalcy, plus the rest of the things that are going on in the world, you know? Are you working back towards a full-time shift, or is it really still half on, half off? I, I'm still kind of part-time right now, uh, just because yeah. I'm really enjoying my time with uh, Kid. Babby, and, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, she's... She'll be a, a year old soon, and then I'm sure daycare will be a thing. But right now, we're just kind of enjoying it. But, you know, I work six days a week. I just work about three to four hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst of all worlds. You can never take a whole day off, but, you know, yeah. you, know, you Su- can kind of Sundays. Yeah, Sundays are my day off, and they're just like, it's just dedicated to getting stuff done around the house. But it's also nice not to have to be... um in charge of taking care of another person's emotional well-being, you know, like, besides my family's, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I understand. Yeah, it's been, it's been all right. But, uh, I mean, we could talk about work stuff all day, or we could talk about the fun stuff that we've been doing throughout. What do you do? A, okay, so I let's just talk about how have you been practicing, you know, like, mindfulness or, or or maybe the the better way of thinking of things is just like good mental health during our interesting times oh cool you, you want to do doing? some there you want to do some therapy stuff yeah no right, i want to no. know what you're doing a chill sis i'm keeping oh, I know, it thematic I know. damn it self-care um, no it doesn't have to oh man i forgot no. i'm asking the therapist what you doing for fun that's what i was saying that's what i've been doing mindfulness no i i'm absolutely okay to talk about i uh, like mindfulness for like the I, I it really does play hand in hand with what i'm talking about um i guess just kind of uh delving into some of the normal stuff but also adapting because some of the things that i was normally doing like like critical role was a big part of my like weekly repertoire. Like I like Thursdays were my day to like hang out with my my D and D fam, and they have not been broadcasting a live show for I don't know how long it's been for, years. Yeah, well, I, I've said <laughs> this. I feel like I say it every day, but all the days moosh together now. Yeah, it, yeah. How long do. has it really been? I mean, did you know that it's. It's June. <laughs> no, it doesn't feel it's, like June. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like June. Uh, yeah, and you're, like, surprised that it's hot outside. <laughs> like, what is well, I this? Feel like I, I feel what? like I have all these notebooks and journals and stuff, and the last date in them is, like, March something. And I then know. this. And then, all, and then everything. I know. Yeah. yeah, yes. So that has changed, and um, it's been kind of a bummer. But they've been, like, doing their best to kind of, like, create, like, pump out new content that's also just very like safe so they do a narrative telephone game with each other which is so rad i don't know if you've seen it i've seen some of it yeah Yeah. one of them one of them tells a story and they send it to the next person and the next person can only watch it once and then has to record it back as they remember it and send it on and it goes down the line and those have been pretty funny doesn't really make up for you know a four-hour DD stream but you know we've been missing our own campaign for various yeah. reasons and missing that as well my D heart is broken yeah it's weird right you you would think in the unpracticed eye you would think that this is the perfect time for D. like i've seen memes to that effect oh everybody get on zoom or whatever we'll have a dnd yeah. session but it's so hard it it's so hard. hard right now everyone has adapted this more or less gotta be flexible gotta turn my life upside down schedule and it and it's just tough to commit uh, it, it makes the times when people can do 
life that much more scarce too like the the intervals of time at which someone can accomplish real life they just are fewer between than they used to be you know the stores aren't open anymore past a certain so-and-so sometimes they're not open at all um you have to have all of these meetings boy when you know, school's just out of sesh for, for our kids but when it was in being that my wife's a teacher and i've got two kids in school plus all the teletherapy stuff you know like mm. we would have six seven zoom meetings a day and <laughs> and that that's more or less got to be you know like stapled to the pegboard and then you're just sort of going it's like you're coordinating a show all day yeah. you know like we've got to hit all of those <laughs> markers every day and we made it work i mean jill made it work i did i i i sometimes helped she kind of coordinated it all like a maestro and i <laughs> would occasionally go to work but it's it's been it's been tough to make fun happen it's been it's been tough to make socials you know relaxing disengaging situations happen and and that is that is a shame because you'd, you'd think that quarantine was the perfect perfect place to do that well what's interesting is you are having to navigate that for your young family because mine's nine months old and she's just happy with anything you know but yours are probably navigating some anxiety and missing um their day-to-day -day routine and friends and school and stuff and so creating yeah, happy for for them as well as for you is a challenge my my preteen daughter especially you know she's got friends and if not for instant messenger programs i, I don't i don't think she would talk to anyone except mm -hmm. us right and and being able to keep in the loop like that has been has been crazy important but but difficult and and thomas you know he doesn't i don't think he cares quite as much he's kind of in the same boat as as your kid more or less but um yeah. <laughs> it, having those interactions with anybody is, is beneficial and it's been limited so um but we'll, it'll be nice to get back to a normal schedule someday but that said i, I understand <laughs> you know, the severity of, of everything that's going on and the necessity yeah. of it. It's, it's just, it's, it's become quite an interesting time for our kids. Like mm. being able to explain what's going on is, is something that I didn't think I'd have to do. Well, that's for sure. Like things are insane right now, you know, not just with our, our COVID environment, but with, you know, all the Black Lives Matter, you know, everything that's happening right now is such a you know the turmoil and pain and sorrow of so many people as well as the strength and progress and marching of so many people like it's just it's in real like i don't know if your family's um or or your your city like is immersed in it right now but i can't escape Very it much so. so powerful i think they're i think they're marching tonight um you know downtown was on fire for several yeah. days so right it, it's it's definitely powerful and it's it's definitely a difficult subject to talk about it's but so important you know to to teach our young children why why this is happening and why it's so important i say i don't envy you having these conversations with your kids on one on, on the other you know at varying levels of explain you know understanding but what an important time to explain things to a kiddo it's it's odd it it doesn't feel like the right time to explain it um it seems strange maybe to say, but things are evolving so quickly where explaining what is happening before it's even really resolved is, is, is difficult to, I don't know, it's, it's difficult to, to put a teaching stamp on that. It's difficult to round it out into a lesson. 
it's more just like news like here here's what's happening right now uh here's what we would like to happen right now here's what we think is happening right now right um and and i imagine that those conversations will follow in more depth later as as the situation continues to evolve Hmm. well i yeah i suppose you know age-appropriate conversations and keeping in mind that even adults have trouble with the subject matter you know most of them do yeah yeah me i'm I definitely one of them yeah sure yeah it's difficult to engage in those spaces because obviously you want to remain respectful but you also want to be able to have discourse you want to be able to talk about what's going on if if you are teaching right if your job is to convey those messages to a younger audience you you have to be able to talk about it with some degree of command, right? You can't mm-hmm. just say, well, these people think this and these people think this, you're done. You know, like, I, I think that right. you have to be able to explain why and you know, how we got to this point. Uh, I don't know. Did you watch um, the Trevor Noah's commentary that I posted on Facebook? He gave a whole speech about um, kind of like, you know, the cultural impact and like he could such a good example of like the domino effect and and why things are happening and i think it was done in such a powerful poignant way that so many people could understand it and and white people especially um that i thought it was so powerful i hope you'll give it a watch it's i think it's about 17 minutes long so it's kind of lengthy but it's really 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 good i have not seen it but i will and maybe i will just direct my kids to that (laughs) yeah i mean yeah i mean it's pretty cerebral talk but so jocelyn will yeah, fly through it. <laughs> you know, Trevor Noah is a comedian, but have you found it interesting that, that comedians tend to be the best conduit to that kind of discourse lately? Yes. Well, they can reach so many people, right? Well, it's just been a really effective method of reaching the public, I think. Mm. Um, definitely they have an agenda. Like, so does everybody who is on the news and who is featured in, in entertainment or, or just journalism, right? Um, mm-hmm. But... I don't know. I, I find it. I find it very interesting and very effective. And and it's a little sad, in my opinion, that it has to come from entertainers. Well, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe the they're less so. They're less threatening, this. right? For people like for for people who are so defensive and polarized on both sides, like everybody can kind of get behind a comedian. I, I don't know that too many people, you know, take a, a news journal or, or a news business, if you want to call it that. Like the the BBC, I don't think you would find too many people who would meet the criteria of, you know, aggressive or confrontational there. But it's not engaging. It's not entertaining. And people don't stick. Not well, anyway. Um, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. And it might just be speaking for my community. You know, I can't really speak about others. But at least for me, you know, I'd, I'd much rather have a Trevor Noah do the do the summary <laughs> yeah you, you know i can't do, wait do, i can't do wait for you to watch it and and that and then let that supplement my own research because there are crib notes versions that get you engaged enough you know maybe you need to know about a certain thing but you only need a sound bite to, to know to to get started on your own research my beef with it is that most people just hear what they hear and then that's what they believe right they don't actually they consume and then and then that's it that's their, their that's their knowledge base and i'm not saying that i don't fall party to that or, or pray to that i do Everybody you're talking does. about uh confirmation bias which in psychology we're talking about how we can use any kind of statistic or article to like defend our point of view like we can cherry pick anything you know and really hear what we want to hear and uh it's a really dangerous thing but something to be aware of so you're not falling prey to it 
Oh, you don't you don't think I know about confirmation bias? <laughs> you googling it right now? I hear you clicking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I almost hesitated to like even bring up like the the state of America right now and the black and the Black Lives Matter movement, but because like as a white person, like it's hard to know like should I speak on this? Like how how do I go about this in a sensitive and and culturally uh, respectful way? And I've come to the turn. I've been so powerfully affected by this. I've been crying off and on for like the last week, and I know that's nothing. Like it's just me with my my empathy and like my my feelings and just sitting on the sidelines watching this, you know, and it doesn't impact me the, the way that it does minorities and families of, of color. And, um, and I've decided over the course of listening to different things and consuming all this content that, that silence isn't helping. And that I think that it's important to, to talk about the impact and, and to put out my, my voice and, and my, my thoughts, my, my discourse about it, everything. That's kind of where I've been at. So I did want to bring it up because it's obviously affecting everything that we're going through right now on top of COVID-19. Yeah, it certainly is. Did you Google it? <laughs> Are you reading it right now? <laughs> confirmation bias? <laughs> yeah. Um, confirmation bias is a central pillar of discussion in, in forensic science. We we talk about it all the time because it's, it's one of the easiest traps to fall into mm-hmm. during our own workflow where... Someone else is, you know, we, uh, as an example, sorry, this is the shop again, but like whenever an analyst, like on CSI, whenever they get done with their report, instead of just giving it to the cops and being like, there's your guy, cut to commercial, (laughs) um, it goes through a series of review steps. It gets actively attacked by another analyst. Like the other analyst's job is to critically assess the data and then say what their conclusions would be. And then check and see whether or not the two are similar, right? So the idea is that if someone is way off their gourd, right, off their rocker, then then we're going to nip that in the bud. That that report's never going to see the light of day. They're going to you know, maybe that's an innocent Absolutely. mistake that needs to be changed. Maybe a person needs to learn something like that. That that can happen. Um, most of the time, it's a oh, you know what, you're right. I forgot about that. You know, clerical errors, whatever. All that stuff happens. But the point is, it goes through a pretty rigorous uh, uh, review process. The problem with that is, is that when another person who is equally qualified as you tells you that there is a thing, you know, that like X equals Y or whatever, the very first thing you do is say, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> of course, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. It sure would be easier for me if it was true, and uh-huh. and that's confirmation bias at 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 its heart. It's it's something that people have to be aware of and, and you know, em- embrace that it's real. I used to be taught in, in forensics, I, I, and I think this is incorrect, I used to be taught bias is a four-letter word, right? So you would get asked on the stand, like, well, Mr. Eilert, aren't you biased? And you, you would be trained to say no. <laughs> no, because I know about bias and I can avoid it. Mm. And, and I, I don't say that anymore. I, I say, yeah. I am. Yeah, I am. Everybody is. Right. Everybody is. But it doesn't it doesn't matter. One, if you're aware of it, that's that's half the battle. You can you can take steps to not avoid it entirely, but to minimize the harmful effects of bias. And two, to understand that some bias is good, which is is something that I think other people would argue with me on for for a day. But some bias is good. Some bias is just experience. Right. And we use that all the time. We use it mm-hmm. all the time. If you're, if you're like, well, you know, you're in your decision-making process. I'm sure this is true as a therapist. 
you're in your decision making process and you have to go left or right, you have to think most of the time, what which is the right one? You know, I only get one shot at this. And that's bias. Um, so there, there are good forms of it. There are bad forms of it. And being aware of the bad forms is the best way to minimize them. Yeah, I agree. Were you expecting an argument? No. You, you, you... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny that you were like, do you, do you know what that is? And I, I think, oh, man, <laughs> it's one of those dumb things I have to teach all the time. Okay. Well, some people don't know what it is. No, no, no. And Not, I... They... They're like, you know, some people, this is their job, right? They they love to talk about bias, and there's like 50 different kinds of bias out there, and they're all terrible, right? They're all like, ah, these are what humans are, and that's what makes them weak, and I just find it interesting. It's like one of the human's favorite things to do is to make patterns, especially when there's nothing there, you know? You look up at the stars, and we make constellations. It's just what our brains are wired to do, and that's part of bias, and I think it's really interesting. I think people humans are super interesting they're flawed creatures <laughs> and i also think that you know you're pulling from a lens of science and research which is important and exactly related to what you're talking about you know the confirmation but... bias oh. but um <laughs> you know what i was talking about is it more uh, a psychological human uh cultural aspect where you're going to pull from an ethnocentric lens of confirmation bias you know and i think ethnocentrism is such an important topic to talk about right now because everybody is seeing it through their lens and their lens is real for them because that's how they grew up that's all they know are, are you googling ethnocentrism? you think i don't know about ethnocentrism <laughs> it's so like we'll go ahead and read it for anybody who might not know um because i now, evaluation of other cultures according to preconceptions originating in the standards and customs of one. Okay, well, I could have got there from context, but thank you. <laughs> but a lot of people might not know what that is. I, I'm not just throwing out big words to flex my rhetoric muscles, or am I? Maybe. Who knows? The jury's out. Uh, the ethnocentrism aspect of everything that's going on and, and how people view the world and especially things that are like so heavily polarized, like religion, politics, you know, tra tradition, culture, you know, it's all, it's all seen through a lens of how you were raised and the environment you were raised on. And that includes geography and poverty and all these really deep, deep systems. And if you don't consider that and you, you're not aware of that, you'll never be able to see it from outside of that. I was lucky enough to study several different anthropological courses when I was going through my undergrad, um, which tied directly into my psychological studies, but it gave me a really important lens of understanding humans and seeing mm. different perspectives. I feel woefully inept to, to make meaningful comments about anthropology in general. Um, I love considering myself a student of human behavior, but... I'm not a good student. <laughs> I mean, I, you I, do study human behavior through hard data, right? Through the science, through blood, through through evidence and DNA. I suppose so that's it, true. So it makes sense to me that you're like, well, I don't know. But I think that you have a lot to say on it. Um, we just won't use that jargon anymore. <laughs> or you should just start throwing some forensic science jargon at me and I'll start clicking away on my keyboard can take the black lives matter movement as a perfect example like i find it difficult for me to engage in in that discourse i feel like even if a spot was set aside for me other than than general support which i feel like is common sense right like it should be common sense like people matter and here is a minority that's being subjugated and polarized 
and mistreated, obviously. Uh, that, that seems like common sense. That said, other than that general sort of stand with you, like, I, I feel like I have very little, I have very little place as a leader, certainly. Mm-hmm. And, and so my job then is to pick a side. I feel like, mm-hmm. and and this and that, that that doesn't require any critical thought because I like people. Like I feel, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I feel I do actually. I do like I I care about human beings. Otherwise, I wouldn't work in my job. I wouldn't just for kicks or just to solve puzzles. Like I feel like what I'm doing is impactful. But the the point is like it doesn't require a lot of conversation in my head, and and so you see a lot. Obviously, it does. It's just that um, f- f- I don't need any convincing, right? Like I. Yeah. I would love to know what to do to help. I think about things from a political perspective and, and other than supporting politicians that I think will will be in a, on a stage to help enable people of all colors, of all faiths, of all minorities. Like, I, I, that seems like the most direct way to do things other, other, than, other than stand in the streets with other people and to protest against a thing that I mm. think is intuitively common sense. Like, everyone should think that. So it, it's difficult. On the other hand, with COVID-19, I see a lot of people in downtown Indy right now who mm-hmm. are mass protesting because they think they've got no disrespect. They think they they think one thing takes precedence over the other, which is this protesting versus general health and safety of their individuals. And I, I don't know where to stand on that because my 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 gut feeling is be, you know, take care of yourselves and others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, obviously, this is a critical time. And I, I recognize that. But you have to take care of yourselves. And there is a line. There is a line because you can't support the looting. I mean, we had businesses broken into, set on fire downtown. Some people are just there. Some people are just there to incite hatred and violence. Yeah. That's not a cause. That's not a cause I'm going to stand for. I think that you can uh, not like something, but also understand it at the same time. You know, I guess that's kind of where I, I can see it, you know, and again, it goes back to a lot of these anthropological roots and study that I had. Um, and just viewing it from a different lens that is outside of myself. Um, yeah. But, I mean, absolutely. I'm sure the scientist in you is is thinking virology and, and thinking of safety. And I also absolutely can understand this human rights issue and why it's so powerful and so important for people to march right now. Despite that, I, I don't know. It's, a, it's such an incredibly difficult thing and such a powerful and raw emotion that is like, been coming over me in waves and i'm sure i'm feeling it at a fraction of what most people are feeling there's been some peaceful um rallies and protests here in manhattan that's i mean that's also the 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 best thing about being in a small town you know is kind of it's we feel kind of removed small town big town and i understand that things can become very dangerous very fast in in bigger cities where there's more people and more people just there to incite violence and well, it's it's the squeaky wheels that that get the attention, but it's been largely peaceful here too. It's just that, that's great. I have know, a I have there have been dear times f- when it wasn't. <laughs> I have a dear friend in Minneapolis who is giving me a lot of updates, and and uh, I feel like I'm getting a lot more real, you know, on the ground news from her than these sensationalized news outlets, you know, that are just focus firing on on the really sensational stuff, which is well, their job, I guess. I mean, it's been bad all over the country. There, um, mm-hmm. Not, it's not a homogenous problem, obviously. Right. But, but, yeah, there, there's been, there's been violence on both coasts in the Midwest. It's, it's been everywhere. 
and a lot of powerful, peaceful protests. And those just don't get as much coverage, you know? They don't no. get as much news as as should be where people are standing up and, and making a difference through, you know, exercising their rights and having a voice. It's such a crazy time we're living in. <laughs> Remember when Australia being on fire was like the biggest thing that was going to happen I mean, this year? I mean, that's still horrible. I'm still reeling from that. <laughs> I haven't lived in Australia. Those poor animals and those poor families. Holy cow. The internet tried really hard to Mother make murder nature. hornets a thing. Do you know what I'm, I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what well, you're talking about. I don't. Like, not really. Because it was already too late. <laughs> I mean, I know they're bad, but... It wasn't bad enough to make it into, like, my news cycle. It was like, yeah. well, listen. We'll deal with that. Yeah. I've yeah. got some bigger fly swatters. Right. Right. We just didn't have enough front page news space for the deadly <laughs> deadly hornets. Oh, my We need to talk about this instead. No, and I mean, it really does come full circle back to, like, how are you uh, surviving and thriving with some self-care? And, you know, I know we started talking about D&D and that that was my good coping week to week, even before things went to shit. And so... Um, it's, it's been a, it's been a weird adjustment and adapting without it. I, I truly miss it. There's been a couple, I just consume a lot of online content. I'm rewatching, you know, the first season of, um, Critical Role, Vox Machina, that is going to be made into the animated series coming out later this year. Um, and they're releasing the comics about, which you so sweetly gifted me the first, um, yeah. episode. Episode? That's not the right word for comics version no season series the first one the first (laughs) flavor i think it's flavor the first flavor book that came out for fox machina uh i love it um did did you do you remember the guild when when youtube first started coming out felicia day yeah and that that really fun D &D, like it's probably responsible for a lot of this stuff honestly Oh, oh for sure right she had so much to do with like geek and sundry and 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 pushing things forward but they recently reconnected and started playing D together and i think they filmed about four different episodes it's so fun if you want to like have a the geek a and sundry crew have no uh the the guild crew like they're oh, really? the actors mm. are playing their characters in D. oh no yes it's so good it's really cute and a lot of these characters like they have never played it before because they're just actors you know they're acting in in her little uh, the guild series and uh it's so fun to watch them play i think i mailed jill, jill watch it a decade ago it, it was a good time it was it was fun mm-hmm. um i only watched it because you know at the time i was, was trying to get felicia day to to call me back <laughs> i loved right. her so much and yeah yeah um oh my god well and think about you know the the vlog series of you know dr horrible and everything that came out of that which is still my all-time number one favorite thing to come out of youtube with Patton Oswalt, she did the reboot of Misty, and those are pretty good. They're not what? they're not the like the vanilla ones, but they're they're fun. It's it's a fun reboot. She's doing a oh, lot I of haven't stuff. seen it. Oh yeah, she <laughs> she's Pearl Forrester's daughter or whatever. She's like the bad guy. It's fun. That is fun. Her as a villain, that's great. And Patton Oswalt is I don't know, I, he's phenomenal. My wife. <laughs> Yeah, of course. <laughs> He's I hilarious. love him in the Badman series from Achiever <laughs> as the penguin. Wait, wait, is he the penguin? I can't remember. God, he's just great in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that is also what I'm doing. Uh, Animal Crossing, a lot of Animal Crossing. Uh, that's 
weird that Animal Crossing so, came out. Right surprise, you guys aren't past. Well, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about Animal Crossing for the next hundred years. Thanks, Nintendo. <laughs> it was a perfect timing. Uh, I'm surprised it? that you're still staying with it because I think the day that I got it, um, you and Manny were already terraforming your island, and ah. like, we're not we're not to that point yet. Josie and I have have become the the major PC residents of of Brookbend Island, which is our island, and um, we're having a ball getting things up and getting KK ready, uh, but we're not there yet. <laughs> well, I think there's something you need to understand, and anybody who's a fan of our offshoot podcast, uh, Giant Slayer, uh, Val, Val Sin, my husband, uh, he will fixate on something and play the shit out of it for about a month straight before he moves on to his next project, right? Mm. He consumes things like that planet eater in Transformers. What's mm-hmm. Well, Unicron. Yeah, everybody yeah, got it you. except you. Yeah, it's thank fine. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> right? Word fumbling. Uh, I don't have room in here. I can only have room for things like ethnocentrism, okay? Played by Orson Welles. Unicron. <clears throat> Unicron. Um, and so, like, he will consume things and so many hours of content. His his brain just works like that. He fixates on things. He can, like, re- I'll be like, hey, research this camera versus another camera. And within a week, I will have like the right prototype because he has gone through 600 different reviews and like <laughs> things so but it's especially a video sort. It's, yeah. it is especially video games um he he has a, a special unique ability to do that so he did all of that in like the first few weeks and then hasn't touched it since so it's just me yeah. logging in every day to fish and um talk to the villagers for about 30 minutes and so nothing has happened since then my daughter she She's really fun to play with because she will do these little comical things, which are essentially vandalism to my home. <laughs> um, but but I can tell that it costs her bells and then it costs her time and effort. And so I just kind of go with it, right? I'll get the most god-awful suit on my doorstep. Or she will have replaced the path that I meticulously put out with something <laughs> like with, with, a, with a horrible joke, right? Like written mm-hmm. in the stone. And, and, you know, like littered a bunch of cans around, which I know that she worked for. Like she did that, all all of that (laughs) took her an hour. And I'm like, wow, thanks. (laughs) You know, trash is important. That's how you collect ants. It, well, and we do. And uh, thanks. And my house is where all the ants go now because it's just a refuse heap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's oh, been well, fun. We should... Why are we not friends? So I could come and visit your village. Oh well, I don't God. have an online account, so oh. we would have to do that. But if we did, that would definitely open up a, a whole I could new world. send. I could send her gifts. I have so many things to send. She might enjoy that. Um, I know yes. that she would. I, I could just use bells if you could just get me a, you know. You know who would really enjoy that? Nintendo. They would enjoy <laughs> it if you would get an online hey, account. Hey, Nintendo. Uh, I don't know if you're hurting for cash right now. I'm going to guess maybe not. But if you'd like to sponsor our podcast, um, all of we us might live in your virtual worlds. So yeah. we'll uh, think what's your it. island fruit? Uh, peaches. We have the butt peaches, fruit. Peaches, butt fruit. We have pears. It's hard to hard to get anything other than a pear. Oh, for sure. Mm. Who were your, maybe, because I don't know. I Okay, so Josie knows everything about it. She's gone online. She's got YouTube friends like that, that have just... Uh, beaten the stuffing out of this game she knows everything about it and she's trying not to surprise me i honestly don't know i don't know how to unlock things i'm just exploring it the way god intended animal crossing to be performed right yeah which is at leisure she's like time traveling where she she changes the code so she can get like all the seasonal things i think she's a step away from like manufacturing her own 
amiibo cards so that she can right. get the villagers, right? Um, Do you guys have some unique villagers, some rare ones? We have some, we have some super fun ones that, that aren't like, according to Jocelyn, top tier, like S tier villagers. But I love them. And if they ever try to leave, I won't let them. Then we I know have, exactly we have others. what she's talking about. Like there are top tier villagers where people are paying real money for yeah, that's what I've been told. Hundreds of dollars to get these dumb yeah. people to their village. And I don't care. But there are a couple that I, I think are so hilariously bad that <laughs> I I take time out of my day to whack them with a net. Wow. Whenever I can. Um, I don't know that it helps, but I've been told it does. <laughs> and and this is the most evil I've seen of my daughter because she participated. I don't know. It might have been my idea, but I think it was hers where it was like, we have to get rid of this derpy, derpy, derp. Right? Like, because look at this derp. And we would just both look and judge the physical characteristics of this probably lovable amiibo and be like, first boat out. We gotta get, get him rid out. Of this you one. know first where the flavor text for that came from is Viva Pinata. And uh, we covered oh, that in a previous she would, podcast. She would be, she, yeah, she would be completely inured to the horrors of Viva. At this point, she would take a shovel to their head if it did something. If you don't like it, you just bust it open, you know? Yeah. So, like, essentially, you can just hit a villager until it's gone. My favorite villager is one you've probably never heard of. It's a penguin named Aurora, and <laughs> and she is a, the most adorable thing on the planet. Uh, if I had ten Auroras, we would just let it go that way. We also have a fox, and I forget the name of this fox, but I like the design of the foxes, so if we get any more of those, we probably will. Our most there... recent addition was a peacock. I don't know if you, like, there's a couple really good YouTubers who, like, will review five-star villages, and I think that jo Josie would probably really love that, because I'm sure people, she has already it's, consumed it's all that content. Yeah. Probably. And so some people have, like, full fox villages, and, or full penguin villages, and they're really cool. Um, we, our favorite villager is Raymond. We have a cat with them, the the two different color eyes. What's mm -hmm. that called? Heterochromia. Heterochromia. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, science. And he's really <laughs> rare. To you by he's science. Like, <laughs> he's, like, he's like at the top uh, of the rare. We just lucked out and have him. He's super nerdy. His house looks like an office, um, and he's just really fun. So we that's hmm. our claim to fame, ladies and gentlemen. We're done. Josie Pete. says that the cows are rare. We have a cow. Oh, I don't. I mean, perhaps I've never seen a cow. A cow named Stu. Um, that, who are your starting villagers? That was my long-winded way of asking. Like, does everybody have the same starting villagers? No, uh, different was villagers. Is it Rando? Is it? Yeah, it's Rando. Um, we had Plucky, who's this chicken who Naruto runs everywhere. Uh, we can't <laughs> oh, get rid kill, of him. Kill for Plucky. Yeah, it yeah, sounds great. I, I like Plucky. Man, he hates him. Um, I don't remember what the other one was. Oh, so bad. Okay. Yeah. We yeah. have a squirrel named Hazel, which, honestly, I can't wait for her to leave. But she just really, really likes it. And and uh, a rhino named Tank, who was like the muscle building type. Oh. And I liked him a lot. He left today. And uh, oh no, you it's know okay. that's it, it was that's his time. weird. We I just remembered our other was Mac, who's like this muscle dog who's always talking about his gains. I think all of the animals have a muscle builder. <laughs> like they've just decided that that's something that people so. do. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. We, I, I lied. We, we do have a cow. I just never thought of her as a cow because she's so weird. Her name is Rodeo, and she's She's got glowing red eyes, and she's dressed in this Satanist gear. She looks like a cultist. And we That's were terrifying. like, we gotta get this. We gotta get this cow on our island. Um, 
And she's been the most, the biggest disappointment. Like, so annoying. <laughs> All she talks about are bugs. It's weird. We had this villager uh, at the camp for for a little bit, and Josie and I were sort of like, I mean, being just real, real mean girls to to everybody who comes through the camp, <laughs> trying to decide if they're good enough to fit in with the Cheerios. And this one's name was Chief, and it was like, it was a, I think it was a boy wolf, or maybe a yeah. dog. I'm not really sure. Yeah, a wolf. But I, I, I wanted it to be, you know, because we had a we had a lovable dog named Chief, and I was like, yeah, okay, cool, sign me up. Wrong color, but that's fine. And then Chief opened his mouth, and the 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 most horrible amiibo noise that I have ever heard came out. It yeah. was it was like if a foghorn and chalk on a chalkboard at the same time. I can't really explain it. it was, we we both looked at each other. We were like, we just have to stop talking. You just have to stop talking right now. Bye. And we left. Get out. And we never came back. Yeah. And he the bad you know, man left. He left. This podcast is about Animal Crossing now. Uh, set, settle in, everyone, because we have a lot more villagers to talk about. <laughs> We've alienated anybody who uh, has never played and never will. It's just been great. It, the only other thing that I've been doing a lot of is listening to podcasts. And um, I think that I've told you about this podcast before. Um, it's called My Favorite Murder. Mm-hmm. And it's two hilarious women uh, slash comedians who, who do a lot of research about different murders and uh, a lot of different funny things too they have a, they have a bunch of minisodes if you ever just want to get into it and listen to it it's like people write in and talk about their hometown murders or uh you know really good stories and they read it back you know they read the best the best ones back it's really good to listen to like if you're working out or walking around <laughs> what people do now for exercise do you think that either of them are actually murderers because you know it's like sometimes you laugh it off <laughs> because you know no, I I don't believe that they are uh, murderers, but I they I mean they just have an appreciation for the macabre, like a lot of people do. There's so many people they call themselves murderinos. Uh, they give a lot of good advice. Murderinos, murderinos, yeah. Hmm. Uh, they give a lot of good advice, and they they tout a lot of really good things like mental health and you know not being murdered. Like stay safe, like safe, stay safe. You got it. Yeah, I did it. A lot of different things, you know, like, uh, it's just, it's well, it's worth listening to. I probably like uh, it a lot. It's fun. You probably would. It's because they, they go into detail about a lot of, like, old school things, too. Like, the one I just listened to today was about, like, some Hungarian serial killer, you know, clear back when. Um, it was, it was really, really interesting. How dare you so... know more about forensic science than I do? Yes, through my Murderino <laughs> podcast, I do. I could. I will be on stand next week in front of the judge, Your Honor. Because true crime podcast is a hot topic right now. Sometimes those guys like to come and ask us questions. <laughs> mm. <laughs> We're like, can't really talk about this case. It's still open. Mm. <laughs> That's what kind of podcast? You probably don't listen to stuff like that since you work it day to day. Like I don't listen to like therapy podcasts because I'm like, nah, I do that all day long. I haven't had an opportunity to listen to podcasts at work in a long time, but I've been watching a couple of TV shows that have, that have kind of filled my like leisure time. Oh afterward. yeah, tell me all about the TV shows. Well, tell The Expanse me. is my big one right now. I'm nearly caught up, and I'm what? sure you've already been all the way through it. But, I just watched um, it in like a day. It's fine. You watched all four seasons in a day. No, I watched them like a normal person when they came out, and then the new season came out, and I watched that in like a day. It's fine. Nothing's wrong. I'm okay. I'm not okay. Love it, love it so so much. 
watching Altered Carbon, a lot of sci-fi right now, um, having a real good time. Nothing wrong with that. I love me some sci-fi. Uh, have you seen Community? Jill's going through Community right now, and I love it. I've seen Community. Uh, I mean, they, like, stopped making that, right? Mm. But uh, there's a billion of them, so. Okay. I, sh- I should watch it. You know, like, um, oh. everybody who's told me they love Parks oh, and Rec, they're up. like, Community Shut up for great. a second. <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> the best thing I'm watching you. right now. <laughs> Let me tell okay. you. Sorry, I'm, ready. I'm sure your shit matters. It, it's fine. <laughs> You want to talk? I'll come back. It's just that mine's going to be better than yours. <laughs> oh my god. Go on. Tell me what you're going to say now. I uh, Now I kind of know. Okay. All right. Share it with me. They put Avatar on Netflix. Avatar and the Last Airbender. And, oh, yeah. And I'm making the whole family sit down and watch it as a family show. And it's one of the best things ever made. I'm not kidding. Shut up. Shut up. No, I'm serious. <laughs> Shut your mouth. No, I know, but like that, I mean, this is not like earth shattering. Like people love Avatar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but imagine the moment for a minute. Okay. Jocelyn, okay. impressionable young Jocelyn. Thomas, mm-hmm. barely old enough to watch TV and like have it keep his memory for more than a second, right? Right, right. And, and Jill, like all of them, sit him down to watch Watershed Moment. Everybody learns about the horrible ravages of war from the perspective of a child's show. Like, the best, most critically acclaimed, like, cartoon ever made. For the first time. Yes. And it's Firebender. Magical. Fire Kingdom. It's... <laughs> thanks. <laughs> it's magical. We've had so much fun. I make them do it all the time. And, and quite honestly, most of the time, they're not forced. They choose to sit down. I don't well, care good. if they like it or not. It's great. I mean, you should also, like... I mean, this is maybe more my flavor text for my poor child, but I mean, Adventure Time is going to be a part of that, and um, a lot of the Miyazaki films. I mean, all of them probably. Oh, Disney, Disney, who? Uh, I I saved the best for last, and maybe I shouldn't have, but I've been showing Jocelyn Studio Ghibli films for years, right? Because I thought we would start with the age appropriate ones. We started with Totoro, and we did the the little mermaid reenactment ponyo and a weird and a, you didn't a couple just of them. delve yeah, right but those in ones are, those <laughs> ones are kind of weird a little i mean they're all weird they are weird ponyo ones, is very weird i love ponyo i don't care it's yeah everybody thinks it's weird i have it has a very special place in my heart it's weird as hell but, i like it too but it's weird um like the last one i did was spirited away and it's of okay. course it's her favorite of course it's her favorite like she Why loves not? that movie she loves that movie. Have you showed her Princess Mononoke yet? No, I, I won't. It's scary. It's, yeah, it's... I'm still scarred, and I love that It's an excellent movie. Show. But, like, that one and Nausicaa, like, they're both... that You just need to be older. Like, she... <laughs> that one's... That one's just politics. It's, like, it would be hard. Be- it's the beginning. With the boar, with the worms. Oh, so like, you're saying that I, you're physically wigged. I can't... Well, also, the deeper themes. I mean, I... I understood. You know what I love I, I about know. about that one, and the reason that that one is actually the best movie. This, sorry, um, is that there are no bad guys. Yes, all of there the villains. Are. No, there are no evil villains. There are the selfish people. Shot but everyone is a little selfish. Was yeah, the bad guy. but they have a reason. <laughs> they have a reason. <laughs> They're not necessarily evil. Like what I I'm saying understand. is that they redefine the tropes from. A mustache-toting villain with magical spells and kidnap the maiden, right? And yeah. it just becomes a real-life, we're-trying-to-survive. 
And here's You've been watching chose. a lot of Dudley Do Right lately, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of a hallmark of poor writing at this point in time. We tried it the '60s, '70s, like when people were doing serials and like actually making film. They were like, "We have to have conflict. Let's make a mustachioed villain or something that that." Like. I... And nowadays, if that's the case, your writing's not very good. I don't, I mean, I did, well, I disagree because of good villain is my favorite part of any content. I, I love villains. And who's your favorite villain? In ever, ever. Not in the real world because that's, that's too much. In, in literature or, or movies, cinema. My, my favorite villain. Video games. It's just Magneto. But it's going to, it's going to back up what I said. Like Magneto is perfectly justified in what he did. Like, yeah, he's yeah. It, I get it. <laughs> I side with the villain in that in that series. <laughs> I think you're right. Like a, a complex villain is 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 exactly what you were saying. You know, just this mustache twirling like uh, trope. It's not very interesting to have love, a villain who's just you remember Final that Fantasy, way. You remember Final Fantasy six? Yes, I knew, I knew you were right. going to say That's what I thought you were going to say, it was Kefka. Like, Kefka's a wonderful version of the, I'm evil because evil is fun, villain. But, like, <laughs> yeah. that's, it almost has to be that. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's an insane clown-toting, like, psych, psychotic. Like, that's the way that he is. And they don't, I think, to the, to the respect of mental health, they don't go a, a large way to, like, rationalizing his decisions they say i've completely snapped and i've decided the world needs to die right and, and that's that's it that's as deep as his character goes and they have a lot of Which fun with that it's interesting because you know the joker that was recently put out you know with oh, walking phoenix what like he he's movie. such a good villain but they they do such a good job with his origin story and why you know like um so in a way mm. he's the, he is kefka you think so? <laughs> with the, with I think really... he, he might be the treatment that Kafka... Because he goes Kefka, mad, right? I think, yeah. I think he might be the treatment that Kefka needs in today's yeah. world. Otherwise, it's just going to be, nah, I don't buy it. Who else? You think Bowser has a has a backstory? There, there's something there that was never written love. in. Yeah. Unrequited oh, yeah. Love. Yeah. No, it's okay. there. It's there. It's there. It's there. And he and, never gives and, up. That's true he's, romance. he's an anti-furry, and you're judging. I'm not. Oh. So you side <laughs> with the villain. Uh, i guess yes side is as a strong step isn't it because he you know usually attempted murder and then definitely abduction so and how have you not sided with bowser ever since the bowsette cosplay came out i mean oh i, I, I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <clears throat> i just want to know you can't see my wallpaper right <laughs> <laughs> clicking <laughs> a lot of furious tapping Oh no! There's so many great. I'm ones. gonna pull this oh, plug shit. here. If this, if our recording stops, no big deal. We'll just pick back up later. Bye. <laughs> I love. Uh, so I, I do love some really 2D bad guys, but uh, some of the the best villains are That's like I loved uh, Fisk. Fisk was such a great villain from the Daredevil series, and maybe it was just the after <sighs> done so well. Uh, Fisk is kind of 2D, yeah. but his the the character that that played him, the the actor that played him, I can never remember that gentleman's name. He is always so upsettingly good in anything. He, he is does. upsettingly good. Yeah, he is absolutely. You ever see the reboot of Magnificent Seven? It happened forever ago. Like, there's no reason that you so. would have seen it. It's like 13 years old, I think. No. Um, but you should watch it. 
I will. You should send me a list of of things that you think I should consume. Well, um, that only, maybe I have. There's yeah, only but. one reason to watch this relaunch. It happened in 2016. <laughs> I was way off. Um, four years <laughs> ago, yeah, you were 15. A uh, uh, okay. remake of the Magnificent Seven, which is a remake of the uh, acclaimed Akira Kurosawa movie Seven Samurai, but done from a cowboy oh. pers- perspective. Oh, that's cool. And then I think they did a series for a while. I mean, it was like before our time, but like the original movie is is old and the like 1960, like when dad was born old. And um, the 2016 reboot has a bunch of names in it. It, it. It's like Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, Ethan Hawks, a bunch of people's in it. But Vincent D'Onofrio, the guy that played Fisk, is the reason to watch it. <laughs> He's just, he plays this sort of cracked, like like trapper like fur trapper and i loved every second he was on the show he just he's so upsettingly upsettingly good that the movie should have been labeled strictly bad i mean it it's it's like an action film it's fine i i can't get over the fact that you thought that it was such an old remake (laughs) just a couple (laughs) years ago watch it was watch magnificent seven it was black and white just for vincent d'onofrio he it's upsettingly good. Okay, so on that level of acting, uh, I just finished the first season of that HBO show about the robots. What's the robots show? Westworld. Westworld. And I've been told, don't bother watching anything else. <laughs> first season, <laughs> gorgeous, gets really bad. Yeah. Uh, but Anthony Hopkins' portrayal in the first season of Westworld is on the same level, just terrifyingly brilliant. Yeah. As Vincent D'Onofrio is in, in basically everything he does, like Fisk. I mean, and like he he plays a good villain in like everything he plays in. Uh, but that's true. I mean, the not a I villain. Actu- that's interesting. Not a villain in Magnificent Seven. A hero. Oh. A, a super <laughs> broken hero. It's so so good. Yeah. Uh, well, I meant Anthony watch Hopkins it tonight. Wait, okay, is Anthony sure. Hopkins in? okay? It, no. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I will watch it tonight. I, I, I mean, if you could have one movie for me to watch, what would it be? Don't put me on the spot like that. Let me, let me think about it. Uh, if you haven't rewatched uh, Clue, <laughs> you should rewatch it on Amazon funny? Prime. What? Josie and Jill sometimes have like a mom's night where they stay up late and they watch a movie. And you would mm-hmm. think it would be like The Breakfast Club or one of Jill's favorites, you know, 13 Candles. Yeah. That's a movie. Um, 16. It's, yeah, 16. There it is. <laughs> 13. I haven't seen it. Whatever connotations that I just made that are horrible, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. Um, it's Clue. They watch Clue. They did. They watch Clue a couple times, like a month. <laughs> what? Did... We watch it a lot. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, so, I'm actually not so they watch she really it. likes it. Yeah, she really likes I, it. It's because it's, it's a perfect movie. You know what's crazy is uh, mom was visiting just last week and she had never seen it. And I was just like, what? I was like, you're you're lying to me. That's upsetting. She, yeah. So she was like, don't tell me that. And you're like, a liar. Well, let's watch it. Yeah. Um, and oh, why we would I watched, believe anything you've ever said? I, I giggled through the whole thing and I've seen it a thousand times. Um, and she watched it very stoically. And mm-hmm. at the end, she was just like, that was very good. <laughs> it was. It was oh, so no. good. She hated your movie choice. I don't think she did. I think she, <laughs> she just was like, I can't believe I've never seen that. And I was I just think like, last of you as a person. I, hmm. I bottle, sir. I bottle. 
my buttholes are my favorite line. Tim Curry kind of made the movie, but it's it's a good good movie. He is yeah. my favorite actor. He's your favorite Absolutely. actor. Yeah, uh, right with Carrie Yules and uh, I mean it's basically them. <laughs> Those two. <laughs> That's it's that it. is an esoteric and lovely like choice, Carrie Yules. Like <laughs> it's fantastic. I love it. Hmm. Favorite actor. That's tricky. Because we've been it's talking hard. about Anthony Hopkins. It's hard to talk about anybody else. I mean, you're right. Uh, James McAvoy's uh, um, a recent modern choice that I really enjoy. Mm. Mm. I'll come back to it. Don't put me on the spot. I think I did. <laughs> uh, so that includes my movie for you, but you are so you get to watch it all the time. I'm trying to think anything that I saw recently. Uh, can you hear that in the background? The dogs yeah, are sure, sure can. making a cameo appearance. Wrestling on the bed, <laughs> getting dog hair on my sheets. Is your baby still asleep? It's fine. Yeah, she sleeps in the other room now. It's great. Hmm. Who even knows if she's asleep or awake? She does this thing where she sits up in her crib and she surrounds herself with her uh, stuffed animals. And it looks like they're having a little picnic in there. Right. She talks to him. Creeps yeah. me out. I think my child's haunted. I've decided who my favorite actor is today. Who? Christoph Waltz. Okay. Well, that's a good choice, too. Wow. I gave you so much. You don't even know who it is. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> You're opening your monitor. You're <laughs> typing. Christoph Waltz, who was my favorite actor in the movie that Ever. I'm about to tell you. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you working, Christoph Don't worry about it. It's fine. Oh, of course. <laughs> He's still good, even without I your approval. <laughs> I I do enjoy him, and he's obviously very good. In Glorious Bastards and uh, whatever Don't else. Don't read he's the list. In. I get it. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I closed out of it, uh, but I do like him. Um, I really haven't seen him in anything recent. Have you? Well, no, I guess I haven't. <laughs> but you know who I've seen recently? That James McAvoy. <laughs> <laughs> well. What was he in most recently? Your granddad's clothes. Um, Split (laughs) 2. That's not recent. Glass. (laughs) Split 2. Split 2. Splitter. Splitter. Which he was the only good part of. That's not true. There were other really good actors in that. The movie just didn't come together as a whole very well. Uh, There were phenomenal actors in that. I was so sad about Glass. Could have used some Christoph Waltz. (laughs) <laughs> maybe yeah maybe wait what, who's your favorite uh actress let's be Ooh. let's be equal here how can we never talk about actresses ken because i see them as equal <laughs> get out of here <laughs> you're googling right now i hear your keyboard clicking <laughs> i do need a little inspiration i i have a a, a name in mind but i want to know if i can instantly beat her right because i had my snap decision but I feel like I should give this the benefit of of a, a little bit of consideration. Oh my god, I know who I am choosing. I just Really? Um, there's no there's no like there's there's no question. This person is at the top. Yeah, uh she's been in a couple things that I I just I'm going to say her name wrong. It's Renée Zellweger. It's easy it's to pronounce. Not, who is that? She's so It's Lupita <laughs> Nyong'o. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o. I, I'm She's your sure favorite? I'm that. Do you know you know who she is? She was in... 
I don't know that name. Yes, you do. She was in this Lupita? phenom. Yeah, she was in this phenomenal. Ooh, I'm sorry, I don't recognize horror movie. Does she know Jennifer Lawrence? Can... <laughs> oh my god! Tell me, tell me, tell me. I'm listening. She's so good, though. I mean, okay. I I I just have to bring up her whole list of things because she's done so many amazing things. But like she that. recently has as as come up in a, a couple things like us. So that was a scary movie that came out recently. She was in a Hulu like original movie that just came out called Little Monsters. It's so good. Uh, apparently, she was in the Star Wars Forces of Destiny TV series. I don't know about that. Okay. She was she was in Black Panther. And in The Last Jedi. What? She's just amazing. She's phenomenal. <laughs> what? She's not. She's so good. She's in The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I, so I didn't know. Like I didn't know. Star Wars is what I. Uh, no. What I yeah, but she is like. She is this tour de force in the movie Us. Who. It's a, it's a phenomenal horror movie. I know that um, horror movies are not your thing, but Jordan Peele uh, directed and wrote this, and it's so good. It's so good. You need to watch it immediately. Okay, I have a couple I horror. <laughs> I have a couple horror movies for you, and I, I don't know if you like to watch horror movies as much as me, or if you not could as watch much, them but I, solo. I do enjoy it. It's just harder for me to to watch one. You know, like so- <laughs> it's just gonna be me. Some of the yeah, some of these are a little more cerebral horror movies, and a little and Us is one of those. Um, Heredity was another one that came out recently. That was really- I do want to see. That's Us is a Jordan Peele movie, right? Yes, yeah, it's so he's good. Amazing. Lupita yeah, he's is, amazing. she's she's beautiful and powerful and just amazing. And apparently, she's a Star Wars, and I she's I, a Star Wars. I didn't know that. All right, I have my favorite actress, but you're okay. not gonna you're not gonna believe me. <laughs> it's Renee Zellweger. <laughs> I already had to Google what she looked like. She's so old, I forgot. <laughs> she's not this old. She's not this old. I don't know why I prefer like. Um, Oh, be careful what you say. As actresses. Uh, I think okay, this one okay. I think she might agree with me. I don't know. She's she's a beautiful lady. But my my favorite actress is Maggie Smith. I definitely know who that is. Yeah, give it a Google. I do know. She's an English actress in one of Oh, of course. <laughs> I feel really bad. I do know who that is. She's phenomenal. Adam, I'm sorry. Adam, if you're listening, I know who Maggie Smith is. I I love Maggie Smith. She's, I mean, she's, if you could say one thing about her, it's like one thing against her. It's that she is never not British. I mean, she's a British actress, but like she does just dominate the room whenever she does anything that she does. And so I I love, I love that actress so, so much. It was my snap decision too. Um, I was thinking for a second because I've loved her in certain things that I might pick Kate Blanchett over her. But mm. at the end of the day, no, I just never. keep going back to Maggie. Yeah, of course, Maggie. All the all the way down, Maggie. Wait, what? All the way up, Maggie. And Renee, if you're listening, you were going to be third. <laughs> yeah. Are you about to plug Justin Trudeau? You know how you used to talk a lot about Justin <gasps> Tr- Trudeau? Trudeau? Trudeau. Justin Trudeau. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're blurring worlds a little, but that's okay. I used to talk about him all the time. You did. I think that you used to have a little bit of a crush, but there were some scandals well, that happened. Are you still a well, big fan? Are you still a big fan? Yeah. I think he's a good leader. You just think he's cute. 
I think Rob Lowe's a good actor. He had plenty of scandals. <laughs> yeah, Rob Lowe is a good actor. <laughs> I don't know why. Scandal is my, I don't know, I went to Rob Lowe. But, but listen, <laughs> do I think that history will paint him in a positive light? I do. I think that he's a person. Oh, and he's probably Justin. made lots of mistakes. Justin Trudeau. And uh, <laughs> because we keep saying his name wrong, I'm sure no Trudeau. one knows what we're talking about. Um, I think the reason that I originally liked him was because he could do push-ups on student desks, and for some reason P- that invigoration push-ups, like he would just. Like, <laughs> you sound like you said push-ups. His push-ups. Push-ups. Really, like push-ups. I, I, no, honestly, there was this image projected of him as like this youthful, invigorating, like presence, leadership presence in in the powers that be, even though it's Canada. Does not matter how many affairs he's had. He is still a good-looking. Well, look at that uh, man. He's going to have some affairs. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> I'm not. Like, yeah. I'm not legitimizing anything. Um, nope. I'm not. I really. I'm not. Walk it. I, I don't actually care. That's the thing. Is that if people, people are people, right? Like, is an affair hurting someone? I don't know. It's not the same as like hitting someone. It's bad for those people, and I'm sorry. <laughs> but nope gonna have to I cut don't all of care. this <laughs> no i don't care i don't care if they if the person has relationship i th- i think you mean in, in terms of like their with society i don't care they're political like if they're, as long as they're effective politically you don't care no i don't care at all i'm i put that out there i just don't care i a person is going to do what they want right yeah if it does not hurt another person physically that is what America is about. <laughs> right? <laughs> we, I mean, I love my relationship, right? But America's like the divorce capital of the world, right? Because mm-hmm. why? Because people don't commit to a person. They don't. It's human nature. So do I care that much? I guess I don't. Hmm. Was the scandal involving a minor or something that I'm objectively I wrong don't re- in? I don't know. I don't actually I know. But I think that this conversation is far more interesting where you don't care about infidelity no i don't jill if I, I don't listening... care about i don't care about other people's infidelity oh okay if it doesn't I affect don't. you sure yeah no i don't it doesn't affect me in the least it's tabloid nonsense for you're talking about for like political figures or actors or are you talking about like friends and family none of them wow yeah it as far as leaders go it's not zero on the list, but there are so many other qualities of a leader that I think hold higher priority in my choosing of the one leader that we get that it doesn't it doesn't make the t- table of conversation. Hmm. There it might doesn't. be something to be said for loyalty and commitment and being able to stay true to something. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of our current president for many reasons. I do not care about his infidelity. Not mm. in the least. It does not matter. Well, I think he's a poor example to choose from because well, there are so many different things cared, on the list. I think if you cared, you would have a laundry list of things to talk about, right? I don't. Mm-hmm. And clearly a lot of people don't. <laughs> he has many supporters, right? I It just doesn't – this is a difficult thing to say because – or, or, or to discuss because it's easy to draw – it's easy to put pins in this and be like, ah, this person doesn't care about that. That's the kind of typecast person he is. I'm saying it's difficult. When you're choosing a leader of such importance, you have to look at the whole picture. And everybody is broken. Everybody. So what do you choose? What is your echelon of leadership? Like, what are, what are the aptitudes that you 
prioritize or covet most highly. And if it's that a person had a past, I don't care. What about a present? Well, if they're having problems with their relationship because of the problem that they're in where they're protecting a country, that's a little relatable. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's stressful to do a job. I I sure. But again, like, I I was just trying to say, is this for political figures and actors and celebrities or is this for family and friends as well? Like, it doesn't. Yeah, I don't care at all. I care about my relationships. And if I think that a person that I love is being hurt, that will factor in much more highly. But for a, for a, for a rando, no, I don't care. I, I don't think they want me to care. Well, probably not. Okay. But it's important to think about how it impacts people in their lives. Remember when we were talking about ethnocentrism? Mm-hmm. Kids, go ahead and Google it. Mm-hmm. I remember. Just sorry, I'm just saying, like, there's... It's just important to and consider it from the lens of everybody and how it might impact things. I, I, I agree with you on a celebrity level, on a political level, like that doesn't factor in or matter to me. I guess, you know, like, yeah, yeah it is understandable. If you're asking whether or not I empathize with a person, I certainly do. Sure. Does it affect yeah. my ballot? No. Yeah, I agree. Like, like romantic relationships aside, that really doesn't affect like your ability to lead. I always hesitate to make generalizations because what if a person, what if you could, what if you could pinpoint a leader who had a series of failed relationships and the thing that you could take away from that was they're not very good at making decisions. Right. <laughs> like, I guess there is something to that, but, but I don't know. It's the, this, oh, there's a scandal. This person became involved in another person's relationship, right? Eh, I just don't care. I'm, I think about other things. Uh-huh. I'm not that sounds high and mighty. I don't care because I just don't think about it. I'm not saying that I'm busy thinking about something else. I'm saying that I am thinking about something different. I just am. Yeah. I would love it if a person promoted equality and scientific advancement. Like That would be great. Those, those are the highest pinnacles of leadership in in a president type prime minister type job. Equality and scientific advancement. They could sit right next to each other. That would be fantastic. But Um, we have no real place for that in our modern society. No. And so I get to live in dreamland. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's much more fun when actors and actresses take those roles for us. There are a lot of entertainers that we get our news from that happen to be both in favor of equality and scientific advancement. And I don't know (laughs) why, but I tend to listen to them. (laughs) Why not? I mean... They have a big platform. They can reach a lot of people. They seem to meet my hallmarks of a leader. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. The, the, the one thing that they've got against them is they like to do things for yucks. And mm, I would prefer it if you did things for people. That would be great. But that's not their job. <laughs> their job is, is to it? entertain. not to lead. <laughs> well, they impact people, though. And some people wield that power. Quite a bit. Do you think that they impact them any more than the tabloids? Yeah. Some people. Because people attach a very real connection to actors and actresses that they look up to and that they feel like they have a connection with. Maggie Smith is a treasure and you back off right now. (laughs) Listen, all I'm saying is I'm on her Twitter. Her Twitter? I'm on her Twitter feed. (laughs) Don't even fake. I'm on her Twitter. I'm on her Twitter and I know how to twit. And, I, uh, I snip chat sometimes with Maggie. 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure she's not on it. Uh, but if she was, I would be following her. <laughs> if she was Pinterested, her. I would be. Is that a thing? <laughs> you stop talking. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, what uh, homework should we have for each other? That's a good question. I could give you a thing, and you could give me a thing. We could we could play a game uh, that that isn't co op together, and then mm-hmm. and then let me think about that for a minute because you know some of the stuff that I've been doing to keep time is both of my kids really love Steam and playing games now, so we've been playing a lot of games together, <clears throat> a lot of games together. But but that I is something I, I have not been, been doing, and I really want cost. to. So this would be good homework for me. Well, we could watch a thing too if you had That's something true. that you needed to see. That is true. It's pretty clearly you've never seen Avatar. But then I haven't finished it, so that's not fair either. I did watch the live-action movie. Don't <laughs> hurt me. I know people uh, don't like it. That's all right. You just need to heal. I know. I watched the show. I will. I want to. I, I really want to. There is a game that you would, being the being the, the healer, being the therapist in you, you would love to play. And sort of hate at the same time. Did you ever play the game This War of Mine? No. Ugh, it's rough. It's a great <laughs> game. It's a super okay. great game. Oh, I have a game. I don't know if you played it, though. You might have played it. Oh, it's so cheap. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And it washed over me. It's so affordable. <laughs> it's 80%, <laughs> it's 80% off. It's, it's $4. called Goat Simulator. Get in there. Nope. You can pick a game. I've picked the game for you. This is a game you can play in four hours. Two hours. Really? You can beat this game in two hours. I'm okay, going to make well this... you do it. And I'm going to tell you why. It was such an adventure for me. I don't know why I didn't pick this one first. Well, my game requires more hours, so... Eh. Okay. Have you? It's did fine. you ever play Dust and Illusion Tale? Yeah, I did. You beat it? I already played it. Yeah, but did you beat it? <laughs> no, I got real far. Did you? Okay, I got I'll real far. I was upgrading stuff like Mad Woe. <laughs> I got real far. Did you ever uh, play Pyre? I did play Pyre. We did, we did talk about that. I didn't play... Yeah, I loved Pyre, except the playing of the game. Yeah, except I know. the playing part. The story's great. Uh, same with Transistor. I loved the story of Transistor. Even the, even the gameplay was actually pretty fun. Have you played but... Hades yet? Uh, no, I haven't. Maybe this we should. So well, I haven't. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. But I do have this little one that you need to play. Two hours. This, you can do this it. War of Mine. No, that's not it. Although that's a great oh. game. Which I'm one are you it talking about? You now. I'm sending it to you as a gift. Because oh. it's not a gift. It's a burden. <laughs> um, great. But you're going to play it. XOXO Canners. Done. Being sent well, to you. I hope I happening. send it to you. I received a gift. 80 days. 80 days. It's a steampunk twist game. Kalala, have you ever read the book Around the World in 80 Days? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. (laughs) Jules Verne. Can I still play this game? No, you should should do it. It sounds like the worst thing ever, right? Like, it sounds like a 7th grade uh, homework. Right? Like this was in one of our readers, like, oh, I have to read this boring book about being boring back in yeah, the old yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. It, it was phenomenal. The book was? Well, here's the thing. I wouldn't have read the damn book if I hadn't played this game. Oh, interesting. 
I'm sure I, I played the like game that. because the game was cheap, and I bought the <laughs> game, and then it was fast to finish. I don't know why, but if the game doesn't get you interested in the book and make you read the book, I'll be surprised. I'm excited to check it out, dude. Thank you so it's much for the lovely. gift. Time awarded this book or this game like game of the year a couple of years ago. Time that's one of the re- yeah timed it. That's one of the reasons I picked it up. <clears throat> okay. Um, I'm excited and, to and it, check it. It just it opened a whole world for me, and then I couldn't put the book down. The book's in the public domain, so you can just Google it and find the book right now. And a couple of days, a couple of days at work, all my downtime was spent reading this book because it was okay. so so good. I'm excited. I got to know what you think. So, what am I supposed to play? Thank you. Uh, I'll find a game for you, or okay. maybe we'll play Hades. Yeah. Right. Maybe you just need to listen to a couple episodes of My Favorite Murder. Oh, that's the thing. You'll that's that's it. That's the one. You got any okay. episodes that are like juicy? Um, yeah, you know, they just did a really interesting and it's it's weird cuz they kind of like deviated from what they normally talk about and it's a YouTube documentary called Wings of Hope. And maybe you should just watch that because it's really interesting. They just covered it, but it's a survivalist story about a a young girl, seventeen year old, who survived a plane crash in the Peruvian forest in in like the days that followed. And uh, it's just so phenomenal. They covered that one. That was so interesting. And then they recently did one over Baby Jessica, which everybody knows that story. But um, directed by and, Werner Herzog. Yeah. That's gotta be it. That's the one. That's the one. Um, uh, I can't. It's one of the last few episodes All right. that we had. Oh, I can send it to you. Watch that it. documentary, and then maybe just listen to a couple minisodes. Um, maybe there. I'll be a murderino by the time it's we talk. it's on Spreaker, which is the the podcast hub that we use. So cool. My favorite murder. Okay, I'm excited. Right. Thanks, sis. I Want love me you to get so on much. it right now. I love you too. Yeah. Uh, let's Stay talk safe. soon. Be careful. Yeah, you too.